Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the Spirit Doctor, Kelly Sparta, and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me today is Kathy Shiren again. I am so excited that she's here and we actually get to talk about her and not about mythology for a change. Yes, I know if you're excited about the mythology episodes, I apologize. No, this is not that. We are talking about structural constellation work today. So Kathy, I'm excited to talk about it. Can you tell the listeners what structural constellation work is? Absolutely. Um, it is, it's energy work. I mean, it fits in with the whole magic mojo tone of the show. Um, but the uh, structural constellation uses the concept that things in relationship to one another form a morphic field. So, uh, to give you an example, um, I know somebody, so structural constellations work with those structures to say anything in relationship to one another, any, any group of things form a field, and a structural constellation is a way to explore the field and gather information, insight, potential diagnostics, things along that line. So as a quick example, um, I know a car mechanic, an automobile is a collection of things in a morphic field, a car, it all works that way. So he does a particularly good job of when people come in with, my car is going ka-chunk, ka-chunk, and I don't know what's wrong, but ka-chunk, ka-chunk sounds wrong, okay, is he uses a structural constellation to identify where ka-chunk, ka-chunk might belong and what it might be. So he breaks it down first into smaller fields, 
Like, is it the exhaust system? Is it the fuel system? You know, is it the, the uh, drivetrain type thing? So he, he breaks the car down into pieces and then he feels, uses the structural constellation work to test each one of the pieces to say, which one of these feels weak? Okay, when you stand in the energy, do you stand strong or do you feel kind of weak and collapsed? And if it's weak and collapsed, it's like, aha, this is the area in which kachunk kachunk is coming from. And he does an exceptional job of identifying those types of problems quickly and getting them solved. I had another friend who was working with multi-million line computer software for, you know, big uh, factories that were being completely automated with massive modules. And they would work on deadlines. He had all these software engineers working for him. And they would work on deadlines and something wasn't working. They ever try to debug even a 50-line software, piece of software, let alone millions? Remind me. <laughs> Don't remind me of my coding days. It was ugly. Exactly. But again, these are things in a morphic field. They're in energetic relationship to one another. So software engineers are not exactly, you know, woo-woo in terms of the energy of things. So he would go into his office, close the door, you know, draw the drapes, basically constellate the different modules that they were working on that, you know, fit into the whole package. Figure out, again, which one was weak, which one was strong, come back down and then tell the software engineers, go look over here for the problem. And it would be there and they would find it. And he was brilliant and they loved working for him because he was so insightful. And he and I knew what he was doing and he knew what he was doing and we would giggle because, you know, I mean, yes, he was brilliant uh, using a structural constellation in that way. So those are some of the the big ways to use it. Some of the smaller ways to use it um, is to do a constellation around a structure would be, here's me, here's my block, here's my goal, okay? And if you constellate a representative for yourself, we've talked about family constellations before. This is This works in a similar way. It's working in a morphic field and you use representations for different components. But instead of those components being family members you know, mother, father, siblings, whatever, you're using components of the structure. So in a simple you, the block, the goal, okay, that's a structural constellation for what's the block, what's the goal, what's really getting in your way. And again, it's offering insight into what's going on. Oftentimes when I do those types of constellations, the block isn't really a block. Okay, it's not if you the first thing that happens when the constellation gets set up is you look at it, you go, huh, look at that. The block really isn't between you and the goal. It's a perceived holdback or um, like when you talk about in your energy scans permissions, right, that somebody has a block because they haven't given themselves permission to do something. But it's not really preventing them from getting to the goal so much as it is a perception that's between them and the goal. Um, you can constellate astrological charts. There's a structure of energetic in relationship to one another. Um, you can constellate Enneagram, you know, you can constellate, um, basically anything that's an energetic structure that has an established relationship. And which means that structural constellations, um, can be very diverse, 
you know, you can, you can look at almost anything in relationship to one another. Um, whereas when you work in family constellations, you're working with a hierarchy of, you know, children and parents and grandparents and, you know, things along that line. But a structural constellation, all you got to do is look at a, identify the structure, look at the morphic field, and then pick out the representational components like the modules we talked about or the car systems or the goal on the block um, in order to get some insight and some movement or some um, movement, really movement and insight. Structural constellations don't often work to solution the same way family ones can work to a solution. Um, But lots of times structures are so big and so diverse that if you can get insight about where you need to focus, then you can actually create the movement yourself. You know, for instance, we used structural constellations when we did the chakra blocks in one of our retreats. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we knew that there were a certain there were certain chakra blocks that everybody seemed to have some of. Right. And if you guys have picked up a copy of my book, The Overachiever's Guide to Nailing Your Spiritual Growth and Record Time. Oh, my God, I made that title way too long. Um, If you picked up a copy of that book, then you know what those blocks are. Uh, But we actually took those blocks and broke them into, you know, they're they're correlated to different chakras, which is not included in the book. It was too complicated. I didn't want to go there. But we they are correlated to certain chakras. And we split the chakras up into individual tables. and. Uh, actually, we did one one chakra at a time, and we had five or six tables for each chakra, representing the five or six blocks that were available in each chakra. Chakra, and then one of those, if I recall correctly, one of those was a nothing. It was a no block, right? And what did we do for something else? There was a something else. How did we deal with that? If it wasn't any of the blocks that we had, but it was something different. Do you remember? <clears throat> trying to remember what we did. We did it chakra by chakra. So we used a seven chakra system and each chakra was looked at as this is the field of this chakra. And then the blocks were in relationship to that chakra. And also because, you know, you were using the most common blocks that you had found over the years. So there could be a something else, which was a less common block, or there could be a no block. In other words, you might not have any blocks in this particular chakra. And we had, um, because we were using multiple tables, we had something for each one of those. Oh, we had a no and we had a something else table? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's been a long time. But yes, and, and that turned out to be really effective, actually. You want to talk a little bit about how, how people moved into the field? Because we've talked about representational energy. And when you're talking about blocks on a table... The, the blocks folks were turned over, so nobody could read what they were. But when we put them on the table, we imbued them with the energy of the block. So that table, even though people couldn't see what the name of the block was, the energy of the block was in the table. So you want to explain next? Because the energy was in the table, what we had people do was say, look, you know, just walk from table to table very slowly very slowly. And of course, this was the hardest piece because we move at such fast pace in in Western culture that, you know, the idea that you would slow down enough, it, it is a kinesthetic process. So your body has to register 
how it feels about the energy of that table. And that's a process that takes a few minutes for people to get. And you have to be able to slow down enough to register it. And then you have to believe it when it tells you something. It was always funny to me because people would say, well, I don't really feel anything. And like, well, you know, what happened when you approached the table? Well, my left arm went numb. Well, that's feeling something, isn't it? (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, I guess it is. Okay. So, you know, or I got nauseous or, you know, I, I, I felt cold or something. Right. And it's like, but that couldn't be it. It's like, why can't it be it? (laughs) Because they they were up in their heads. Right, of what it was supposed to be. And then when it didn't line up to what it was supposed to be, then they didn't validate their own experience. And yeah, that was part of the process. Not that it was part of the structural constellation process. It was part of helping people through the structural constellation process was to validate their own experience of it. Right. And and this is one of the things that you run into when you do this work, right? Is you run into, you know, people will second guess their own experience because they have an expectation of it. And so as you're doing this work, whether you're facilitating it or whether you're in the workshop itself and, and one of the participants, you want to pay attention to the physical reality, right? <laughs> to to whatever shows up is whatever shows up. And then you have to interpret it, right? So, you know, for the people who said they felt nauseous, we're like, well, maybe you are not feeling good about that table. You don't want to be near it. Maybe it's not yours, right? Or maybe, maybe you feel drawn to it, but it makes you nauseous. Okay, well, if you feel drawn to it, but it makes you nauseous, it's probably your block. And that block is having this response in your body, right? That sort of thing. So there's a lot of ways in which this work can be built into things. And I do want to say that if you're out there and you're someone who is used to sort of taking things and running with them and saying, oh, well, I could do that. Please don't do that with this. Okay. There are way too many ways to screw this up. Okay. Same thing with family constellation work. Please don't do that with this unless you are a certified. I've actually heard stories from people who have been to certified family constellation facilitators who screwed things up. Okay. So, you know, and, and that's, that's somebody who was certified. Okay. So you want to be, it, it's a hard process to learn. It takes a lot of understanding of yourself. It takes a lot of understanding of the environment and a lot of understanding of how to read the energies. And so it is not something, I mean, I've been doing this with Kathy for ages now, but like we've been doing this for almost 10 years together. Oh yeah, at least. Yeah, this is one that you used to well, invite me. Specifically the structural constellation piece, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would not presume to try and do a structural constellation out of the blue on my own. So let me just say that to you. Okay. <laughs> I am not trained in this. And so, uh, and, and family constellation, I, I would be more likely to try a structural than a family because I've done the structural with Kathy a lot, a lot of times, but I still wouldn't do it. Right. But out, out of the two, I would do the structural over the family because there's more damage you can do most of the time in a structure, in a family constellation. But either way, it's not something I would do. You know, I'm happy to be of support when someone who's certified is doing it. But I'm not, I I just want to tell you, please don't go running with this. 
We're explaining to you the process so that you understand how it works so that if you see it available from someone, you know what it is and whether or not it's for you. Not so that you can go off half cocked and, and hurt yourself or somebody else. Okay. So this is, we're back to, we're back to year one where I'm giving you don'ts. <laughs> So if, you, if you've been listening since the beginning, this is a little blast from the past where I'm giving you a don't. So, um, but yeah, this is one of those those ones where you don't just sort of mess with it, right? So um, part of the reason for not messing with it is, is is an extremely powerful modality, okay? And if you're stepping into it to try and be of service, and you do not know the nuances of what's going on, you can actually create more harm. You can perpetuate abuse that you're trying to resolve. You can perpetuate trauma that you may be trying to resolve. You can add to the burden that the individual carries um, by not knowing how to do this correctly. And you never know what's going to show up. So you you don't want to take the risk of being caught flat-footed. Correct. Um, I met a woman once who ended up... uh, you know, using symbology that she didn't quite understand and had a response that she wasn't prepared for. And so sort of backed up with a, I don't know what to do with this, which shamed the person having the response and shut them down from ever really, you know, extended by who knows for how long their inability to, their ability to clear that particular problem because they were shamed into, oh, no, the facilitator doesn't know what to do. There must be something wrong with me. So the um, this is not work that you do lightly. I spent uh, almost four years between um, family, working with family, working with structural constellations, and working with organizational constellations. Um, I went to thousands of hours of training. I did practicums. I did research, I did study, I watched videos, I, you know, it was, it was extremely, um, the, the professors, that, not professors, but the, the people that I wanted to get certified from were people who understood how powerful this was, and they wanted to make sure that anybody who was trained and using it was using it um, responsibly and with integrity. So that's important. Yeah. So... The, the process is super helpful, though. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. When um, they were doing the blocks, okay, people would come out of the field, and we had what we called the reveal, right, is, is they would say, oh, that table and that table and that table. I reacted to three tables. And then we would flip it over, and they had paperwork that they could write down, right, you know, what the blocks were. And um, it was a it was a really good way for them to feel into kinesthetically in their own bodies. Ah, this is what this block feels like, which um, is a, is a very useful thing to know if you then want decide later on, because you're always at choice that you want to deal with the block, the structural constellations. I come back to, it wasn't a solution. You know, it wasn't a, here's how you resolve the block. It was insight and information ah, now I know I've got this here. Now I can do something about it. Right. It's a diagnostic tool. Yes. And and it will create some movement sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, sometimes knowing something's there or having it pers- given a different perspective makes things move. But more often than not, it's a, it's a oh, yeah, I kind of knew that. <laughs> oh, I don't really want to look at that. 
you know, we uh, uh, really what we did with this was we took the energy scan process that we do and we translated it into a workshop environment because we couldn't do an individual energy scan on every single person in a 25 person workshop. Right. But we could put people through this process and they could do that all at the same time, self-identify, and then we could fill in the gaps when there was something you know, different in the field, right? So uh, one of my favorite memories from that was actually a really uncomfortable moment. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we had a, a guy who had, uh, he had gotten, he had gotten the something else on the, uh, I can't remember, it was the third chakra or the fourth chakra. It was the fourth chakra. He had gotten a something else on the fourth chakra. And when he came to me, because when you got the something else, you came to one of us and we would tap in and talk to your guides and talk to our guides and find out what the thing was that was missing, right? And when the message came through, he had come to me for the message. And when the message came through, I said, I'm not allowed to give it to you yet. I have to wait until the next chakra is complete before I can give it to you. And he's like, okay. And, you know, moved off and, and, you know, went to the next chakra. And the next chakra, he had another something that wasn't a standard thing. And he went to Kathy for it. And Kathy told him something. They gave him an answer that he was very upset about. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not true. Blah, blah. I've already done that work. And he's like yelling at her in the middle of the room. And I, you know, we, we dealt with the room the way we dealt with the room and whatever, but we, I came up to him and I said, okay, I said, I'm allowed to give you the message now that I wasn't allowed to give you before. And he's like, oh, okay. And I gave him the message and it all resolved. Everything just went, right? Because he couldn't have heard it before he heard and had his response to Kathy's message. It's one of those things where you have to trust the energy of the space, right? You have to trust what's going on in the room. You can't try and put your intentions on top of it, right? I really, you know, this is this is turning into a little bit of a facilitation discussion too. So that's, that's kind of cool, you know. You know, we're, Kathy and I are actually talking about putting together some workshops on how to be a master level facilitator. Uh, and coach. So uh, this is up for us right now, which is why, you know, it's it's like, oh, look, this is a conversation. Hey, we're going down this road. Who knew, right? Uh, we don't talk about these things in advance, by the way, guys, we just hop on and chat. So. <laughs> True. One of my favorite memories also came out of that same structural constellation. And it was with another individual who had gotten to something else and had come over and sat down and said, okay, I need to know what this is. And I said, you aren't going to like it because I, I knew what it was and I knew it would not be well received. And I said, you know, you need to make you need to check yourself very clearly right now because I have permission to give it to you. But you need to understand you aren't going to like the answer. And so she kind of tuned in and she says, nope, I have to know. I have to know. You have to tell me. I said, OK. So I told her and she burst into tears. Okay. And was sobbing. And um, I was being with her. And, and when she calmed down a little bit, I just said, remember, I love you. And she looked at me through her tears and said, I'll love you later. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of the theme of our retreats. <laughs> it really is. It's like, 
ah, yeah, we're going to walk you through some stuff that might be really unhappy and, you know, uncomfortable. But on the other side, you're going to be so happy. Well, she understood that. This was the yeah, I love you I later. Was, she, she meant she, it. She, she would love me later. So, but in the moment, yeah, I, it was kind of yeah, like... The minute you said that, like, I knew who you were talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, that became one of our themes for a while there was, you know, I'll love you later. <laughs> but it's but, it comes back to the power of, of structural constellations, in that case, around the blocks. Okay. But it, like I said, uh, look at a guy with a, a major software manufacturing company, millions of lines of code delivering to, you know, Fortune 50 companies doing manufacturing work and pinpointing, you know, where to go look for a problem so they could deliver their stuff on time. I mean, the, the power of structural constellations. Um, everything from something simple like a goal and a block to multi-million, you know, lines of code to, you know, kachunk, kachunk in a car system to personal blocks and chakras. Uh, when you think about it, it really is any collection of things in relationship to one another can be viewed in a structural constellation for insight, information, and potential movement. You know, with that, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that complete, and um, and I just wanna I, I want to say thank you for a minute to the listeners here, because earlier today I went on to listen notes and looked up Spirit Sherpa, and it turns out that we are in the top three percent of all podcasts worldwide. Out of three million podcasts worldwide, we are in the top three percent. And that's because of you guys. That's because you guys tune in and you listen and you share with your friends and you consume absolutely everything <laughs> and, and come back and ask for more, which I, I adore you for. Thank you for that. Um, and I just, I just want to say thank you so much. You know, it, if it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing this, obviously. Um, and and I get so many lovely messages from people saying, you know, hey, I love this episode or hey, this, you know, the, the podcast has changed my life or, you know, thanks so much or, or, you know, so many messages. And I just wanted to tell you guys how much I love and appreciate you. And, and this isn't, this isn't my win. This isn't our win. This is you guys' win. You guys have done this. And I just want to thank you for taking the journey with me. Um, I am humbled and excited as fuck. (laughs) 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 So so thanks for making my day, guys. And, uh, you know, as always, if you want to talk more with me, you can always come into the Facebook group. Uh, it's called Spiritual Sherpa by Kelly Sparta. You know, come onto Facebook group and, and say hey and, and uh, engage there. I'm happy to talk to you that way. Or you can email me, Kelly at kellysparta.com. Uh, I love to hear from you guys. And, and if you have questions, please send them in. I'm always looking for ideas for minis. I'm always looking for ideas for episodes. You know, if you haven't been watching the minis or listening to them, uh, you know, I've been answering a bunch of questions on the minis recently. I've actually bumped a lot of the episodes that I had planned because I was like, hey, I'll answer questions instead. That'll be good. So I love it when you guys ask me questions. So please, please, please send them in. Uh, And that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time. 
when I will add another episode on energy magic and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Kathy Shiron, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye-bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.